All right, TJ, welcome into week 16, sort of, of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast because we have two games later on today of week 15 because, like I said last week, COVID is back, COVID is here. Do not forget it. We have games all rescheduled. I hope everybody's asymptomatic and vaccinated. But, TJ, it was a tough week for me this week. I knew it was going to be a tough week for me this week. I had a bad I told feeling you, about it. I told you it was going to be a tough week for you. I told you. I you know, told shut you. Shut up. You know, you know, I don't even want to hear it. Because you know what you were doing on Saturday at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? You were sitting there and talking about, oh, the Patriots still down by 20. Uh, Matt Jones can't get it done. We well, you know what Matt Jones did? He almost brought them all the way back. Hey, almost you know what he on the do? horseshoes and hand grenades. You can't tell me you weren't surprised. You can't tell me you weren't surprised to see the Patriots come back in that game. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't score that 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 super long with 75-yard touchdown run, which Stare was one of them. Exactly. I mean, like one of the most, I mean, just yeah, that's disrespectful runs that you'll see in this league. But if that, Jonathan Taylor doesn't score that, it's obviously a much closer game than uh, but Mac Jones brought them, brought the Patriots back in the second half. They they played um a valiant football game. They just came up short. But I I really, going into the game, I felt like the Colts were the better team. We discussed this last week. The Patriots uh, won some close games, being good teams, but I, I just, I'm not a believer in them yet. And uh, that offensive line, the Colts have, they proved me right. And I'll tell you, like, I, I, my thing was you still got Carson Wentz. And I was not positive that Frank Wright was going to give Carson Wentz the Mac Jones treatment, but he sure as hell did. Carson Wentz threw like, what, 15 times? I believe. And I want to say 12. Was it 12? I knew it was 12, but I, I, I wasn't sure if I saw the final dude, number for the game. Dude, Carson Wentz. You know what Frank Wright said? His, his motto, by any means necessary. <laughs> by any means. Like Carson Wentz at one point had the MVP of the NFL locked up until he gets hurt. He's throwing the ball 12 times like he's back in college. It's crazy. Well, the Colts do not cover this as short favorite. I mean, the Colts, I'm sorry, do cover as short favorites at home, 27 to 17. Let's go back to Thursday night because this is a game. This is when I knew that it was going to be an ugly game, for an ugly week for me. Because, TJ, I understand. You see, you play professional football, so you know a little You know a little thing or two about the game. I gamble a lot more than you have. And sometimes, TJ, simply because the gamble didn't work, the bet didn't hit, that doesn't mean it was a bad bet. This also qualifies for... Chargers plus three, and some of Brandis Daly's fourth down decisions. Now, I'll say this. When you compound, when you have a bet that's supposed to hit 65% of the time, that's 65% of the time, right? Now, 35% of the time is not. But when you hit that 35% of the time on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, and on Thursday, by Friday, maybe it's time to take a break. I feel like Brandon Staley probably just needed to take a break from going forward on fourth down because he had hit the 35% of the bet that many times in a row. I understand statistically 
It, it doesn't make any sense. You flip a coin, it lands heads three times. That doesn't mean it's going to land heads the fourth. That's a, that's a fool's logic. However, people aren't, I don't know, people are fools because you can't, I, watching him go for it on fourth down towards the end of the game, I was cringing, feeling like I wanted him to do it, but I just really wanted it to work because I really, really just really wanted this to work. This is what happens is everybody plays the Chiefs as if they're the Chiefs of old offensively, meaning, man, we got to score every possession because they're going to score every possession. That's not the Kansas City Chiefs any longer. And so you don't have to make every possession feel forced. I have to score a touchdown every possession. And if you are going to go for it, if I'm the Chargers, and I have Justin Herbert. I'm going to run a read option every single time on fourth and short with an option to throw the ball to the flats every single time. You cannot play the run, the quarterback, and that pass to the flats. You can't do all three. And that should be the play. Fourth, fourth and short plays should be like two-point conversions. What people don't realize is Going into the game, every game, you have two two-point conversions that you practice a lot during the week. You automatically know when you go for two, it's one of these two calls that you practice all week. These need to be calls. These are fourth down calls. Read option. The guy doesn't crash. You give it to Eckler. He gets one yard. He crashes. Herbert pulls it. He's athletic enough to get a yard or two. And if that isn't there, the flat route is there. He went for it because I believe he felt the pressure of the Chiefs' offense. They are no longer that. But I thought the Chiefs would cover, and they did. Now, all right, but all right. So he went for it. I don't know if it's all the way about the pressure of the Chiefs' offense because if you watch this Chargers team all year, I'm not disagreeing with you that maybe that the, the Chiefs' offense doesn't put pressure on an opponent. But the Chargers all year have been going for it on fourth down, no matter who they play. Like that, that's the Cleveland, you know, uh, I mean, it went on for the fourth and nine or their own 29 against you know the what's crazy is he's probably cost the chargers. Let's say he, they make 70% of the field goals, which in today's game is on the low end. He's probably cost him at least 18 to 21 points. I was reading this advanced stat, like some expected play, something, I don't know. All those advanced stats get rolled up in my head. But apparently, according to this guy from The Athletic, I read this morning, Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down has helped the Chargers win more games and lose more games. I don't really care either way, because this is the thing that I feel that people just completely throw out of the entire conversation whether it's oh what about analytics oh what about just you got to take the points i'm a football guy you're an idiot you can't play football with a calculator no one is talking about the execution of these fourth down plays like no one is talking about the execution of these fourth down plays do you see like i understand that if maybe if one or two works then then okay then then it was a good decision or it's a bad decision but even if you just take away all of that you said it. You have two two-point conversion plays that you're running. You're supposed to run your best plays on fourth down, your best play for that, that moment. So you're fourth and within the five-yard line, which, of which the Chargers were 15 times, TJ, and came away with no points. That's not an exaggeration. They were literally ran 15 plays within the five and scored zero points, which 
is an incredible dedication or incredible dumbassness, whichever one you'd like to call it. But how many plays do you have for this short yardage situation? When you're on like the 15th one, there has to be some diminishing returns to just simply what the play is, right? That's why you, yes, and that's why you run the read option. That's why you run the read option. Number one, the quarterback in an offensive line, if you run the read option, you have done it so much, you're comfortable blocking it in different looks. The quarterback should know exactly what he's looking for. Which read to throw, to run, to hand off? You have three options. And yeah, the defense knows what you're running. Who cares? The quarterback should understand exactly every look he can get, exactly what he should do. And obviously, if I'm a defense, I want you to throw that ball because I believe that is the lower percentage play. But work on something, understand it, perfect it, run it. Who cares if they know what's coming? You still have to stop it. But th this, this is what I will say also. You can't really get mad at Staley when he's doing it because it, it, half the time it works. And when it doesn't work is when we talk about it and it's magnified. No, and that's why – but that's why I was saying, like, the gambling aspect. Just because I lost a bet on Monday doesn't mean I'm not going to bet again on Tuesday. Oh, and another thing, I'm sick of these games in which I only need three points that go to overtime. Quit scoring touchdowns. Just kick the field goal, win by three, so I can cover. Or I can push. That's one thing we agree get my on. Money back. Quit doing that. Quit doing that. Cowboys in it against the Patriots in, like, week five. Just stop it. You're in overtime. Kick field goals. The rules are made. You can kick a field goal, jerks. Yeah, we we do we we agree on that one. I, I agree. I've lost the game or two because of. Yeah, we agree with that for sure. <laughs> as soon as as soon as Derwin James got hurt, they just I mean Travis Kelsey was just running down the Chargers defense like he was secret, like he was shopping at Walmart, picking up through the aisles, just zigzagging down. Like, it's like, there was no resistance. It was like, oh, excuse me. Would you just move out of the way, please? I'm sorry, I'm in your way, says the Charger safety as Travis Kelsey rumbled 69 yards to the end. Kelsey made some nice plays at the end of regulation and in overtime. Really nice, uh, big runs and catches. He came up clutch. I will say Kansas City still. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dumbass. No, that I'm, offense. That I'm offense. Just, I'm just a good uh, decider of games to pick. I, I wasn't talking about that. You shut up. What I was talking about was the Kansas City offense still gives me cause for concern. Like I don't feel that they were very efficient against the Chargers. I agree with you. Like it, that was much more a Chargers loss than a Kansas City win. And for everybody to be stapling Kansas City as the AFC representative in the Super Bowl right now because they have this just locked up the number one seed because they've been oh so dominant. I'm just having trouble with it. I'm just having trouble with it, that idea. I can't even disagree at all. They've, they've spoiled people with the way they can score points so easily, so fast with the explosiveness, they're just not doing that any longer. And I believe this is more of the normal than what they were doing. But yeah, you you can't score at the rate and the ease they were doing it in years past. This, this is more normal football. So 
go on to the next game that we picked in a the angles the Bengals beat the broncos 15 to 10 teddy bridgewater gets hurt drew Locke was not looking good at all i mean John Elway swings and misses on quarterbacks in a spectacular fashion. Hey, Drew, Drew Locke didn't play that bad, bro. He didn't play that bad. He didn't he play that in. good. He didn't it play was, that good. It was decent. I saw that they took the ball from him like he was like a like he was a third grade boy. His lunch money on the goal line. You must have missed that one on the red zone. That happens. No, on the read option. Does it happen? That happens. Does it happen? What 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 about that uh, nice go route he threw? Soon as okay. he got in the game, oh, he made, okay. I thought, one, and it wasn't even a bad throw. It was a catchable ball, but it was slightly behind the receiver. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even back here. It was more here. Kind of went through the receiver's hands, but it wasn't a terrible throw. That ball could have been caught. It, it's uh, the Broncos. Man, I tell you what. If Vic Fangio had an offense with the way his teams play defense, oh, my God. That that dude is a hell of a defensive coach, man. It, it's almost – dude, the Bengals had under 100 yards at halftime, bro. Total. That dude is a hell of a defensive coach. The Broncos really are in this, a, a quarterback away. They have good weapons, too. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams is running hard. But anyway, and run hard enough because the Bengals beat them 15 to 10 and they covered. And the Bengals are leading it. So did I. Relax, relax, relax. I took the Bengals too. Anyway, uh, I'm just like, the Bengals are leading in the AFC North right now. And this is just the ugliest division ever. Like all these teams to me, the Bengals still feel like they're the best team in the division to me. But I don't know if that's just latency feeling that they should be the best team in the division. Because these other teams suck and ha- all have Not winning records and all feel like they could be comp- competitive, you know? Won't be easy for the Bengals, Omar, and they have three games remaining. You know who those three games remaining are against? Who they got? Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns. Those aren't three games that you can just say, oh, we're going to win. Or I, or I believe it may be – yeah, I believe it's Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland. Not Baltimore – Cleveland, Kansas City, yeah. But they'll play those I know it's games. Baltimore next week. They killed Baltimore the first game. They, they murdered them. I, I, I believe they understand how to play the Ravens. Lamar, Tyler Huntley, they should win that game. If the Bengals don't make the playoffs, they're going to look back at two or three games in the season that cost them the playoffs, which all teams do. Oh, we should have beat the Bears. Oh, we could have beat the Packers. Oh, we should have won it. There's so many games you can point to, but the Bengals have a good team. They just have to be able to play consistently enough. Pro Football Focus has Burrow rated as the number one quarterback in the league. That's crazy because you wouldn't, if you said name the best quarterbacks, you would name at least eight or nine before him, correct? He's on the, maybe, maybe he'd be like eight. Depending on, I'm, I just don't on have the top of my head. Eight, yeah, right? yeah, but maybe maybe eight or nine. Yeah, pro football but, focus has them number one. I don't. I, I I just I'll just say this. My day job has me look at pro football focus, and and those numbers can say all types of things. <laughs> so I'll say you can make those numbers say a lot. 
I've used them for Dak Prescott. You know, he's a number one and then expected pass attempts over 10 yards to X receivers in the first quarter, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, the Bengals, they go, they go have Baltimore at home and they have Kansas City at home and they travel to Cleveland to end the year. And we'll actually pick the rank, the Ravens at Bengals in a second before we do that. Are the 49ers for real? I don't like the 49ers. I don't think that they're a real team. Uh, and everybody has been looking at me like I'm crazy. I keep betting against them. I keep losing. Are the 49ers a real threat in the NFC? Because they beat, they smacked the Falcons as nine-point favorites. Are they a real threat in the NFC? They're not a threat in the NFC. They're beating teams that they should beat. And when it comes to can they compete with – the Green Bay Packers, I would say no. Can they compete with the Bucks? Some will say yes after that this past week against the Saints. I would say no. And I'm going to even, can they compete with the Rams? Well, they've shown that the Rams can't compete with them. But I, that, that's just a matchup that the 49ers have an advantage in. But they can't compete with the Bucks. They cannot compete with the Green Bay Packers. I don't believe they can compete with the Dallas Cowboys. And so, no, I, I don't believe the 49ers are a threat. They're a threat each week when you play them, but a threat to come out of the NFC, no chance. All right, TJ, let's pick some of these week 16 games that we know a little bit about, right? Because week 15 is still not all the way wrapped up in the books. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. So let's talk about that AFC North matchup. The Ravens are at the Bengals. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in Cincinnati. Uh, TJ, Lamar Jackson may not play, probably trending towards not. There were some corners of the internet that felt that Tyler Huntley played better than Lamar Jackson has been this season in this last couple games. Where are you at with this game? I don't know why when a quarterback comes in and plays well, it's oh man, we prefer him. He's better than our starter. Huntley has played well, but let's hold our horses a bit. I'm rolling with the Bengals. And, and when, when you go to their first game of the season, who they played the Baltimore Ravens, the game wasn't close. This game, I believe, will be closer because there is just so much on the line. In essence, the winner of this game will probably or should win the division. The Bengals are stout defensively. They, they're playing really good football defensively. The Ravens like to play a lot of man-to-man -man defense. And with all their corners injured, you can't play the Bengals that way. Now, do they change? And if they do change, the Bengals are able to run the ball effectively. It's almost pick your poison if you're the Baltimore Ravens. and I believe they can't pick the right poison, so to speak. The Bengals will win this game by at least a touchdown. I'm going with Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals, too. Uh, I don't even think this is going to be particularly close. I think that Baltimore has been valiant throughout, this, throughout the last few weeks, right? I mean, like playing teams that if you look at the injured reserve list for Baltimore, they were the most injured team going into the season. And all they did is get more hurt. 
especially at star positions, and they're all they do is play close games. It that has to come to an end soon. I think it comes to an end here after because so many again the cumulative decisions towards the end of games. Of we could have won this one, we could have won that one. I think that a few things are like Jamar Chase is going to get off early in this, like two he, or three he, bone defensive assignments. He needs to. He had one catch for like three yards Sunday. He been quiet the last so, handful of games. This is kind of like my my kind of theory. I floated it to Sal when we were all together at the football game on Saturday, and and I'm seeing if it works so far. But as soon as you think a team is dominant or a player is dominant, start to bet against them. And I think it's just the reverse with Jamar Chase right here. Like, I don't think that he just stopped, you know, I, I don't think teams figured him out, quote unquote. It's been tough sledding for the Bengals. They've looked disjointed offensively in general, right? Mm-hmm. And some of those big time plays was Burrow, you know, you duck one guy, sidestep another guy, hurdle another guy, and then you throw 75 yards to Jamar Chase as he's now got one on one down the field. But anyway, Jamar Chase got off with Marlon Humphreys in this in the game last last time these two teams matched up. Marlon Humphreys is going to be watching this game on his couch like you and me. Jamar Chase is going to go off. Joe Burrow is going to go off. And the Bengals are going to win this game. And I believe lock up the AFC North for once and for all. I actually would. Well, you're smart. You agree with me. You're, you're we'll starting see. to get it. You're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. What is this? What is this? First of all, first of all, you know what? How about this? I should give my pick before I ask you how you feel about it. I want you to ask me <laughs> how right. I feel about it, and you see if you all agree right. with me. How about that one, champ? Okay. The Colts you, you... at the Cardinals, minus two. I like the Colts. The Cardinals haven't fallen apart. And Kyler Murray doesn't seem right, and this is one thing about Kyler Murray. I really like him as a player. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's like the role runner. He's like a badass little kid running away from his parents. But just like a badass little kid running away from his parents, TJ, of which you have a couple of them little badass kids, and they be running away from their parents. What happens when they get caught and they get in trouble? They be sulking. They stick their lip out. They be sad. Stick your lip back in, Kyler, because every time Kyler gets down in the dumps, you can see it in his face. You can see it in his eyes. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's got the answers as soon as something goes wrong here. Like when DeAndre Hopkins is out, and I think that that impacts the Cardinals offense in a way. And, and another thing, too, Kyler Murray ain't been running in the same way that he has been running. JT is going to have another big week uh, on the Colts side. And I just think the Colts defense is going to be what really wins him this game. Yeah, the Cardinals are the favorite. And, and so the way the Colts run the football, it's going to be a problem for Arizona to stop that run game. I believe Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, he's going to load the box and force Carson Wentz to beat him. You have to. You have to load the box and say, you want to throw the ball 12 times? We're not going to let you get away with doing that against us. And so will the Cardinals DBs be able to hold up against Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, and those guys? I just believe the Colts are the better team. Defensively, they're stout. They can slow Arizona down enough to where the offense can score just enough. And all they got to do is win the game. They, they win the game, they cover. And so I guess for these two picks, uh, great minds think alike. I'm ah, how about that? TJ agrees with me. Who would have thought? 
<laughs> Who would have thought? Look at him. I see your growth and maturity as a gambler now. Uh, You're understanding the difference between an underdog and having to just, you know, say you get plus money if they win. Take them on the money line. I see that. I, I want you to know uh, – Instead of instead of being like you who disparages me at your every turn, I big up my brother. <laughs> the Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots are two and a half point favorites in Foxborough. This is the famous three pass game by Mac Jones. More passes were thrown than Patriots points favored in this game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm going to tell you who I like first because I don't want to. I don't care who you like. How about that, TJ? I'm going with the Patriots again. I know I went with the Patriots. I've picked the Patriots the last eight weeks in a row. It's been pretty beneficial, but I'm going with the Patriots again. I do think that Mac Jones showed me something in the second half against the Colts. And I think the Bills are, are this is for the division. And some things just feel right at the end of the at the end of the year. And the idea that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are atop the division and the Buffalo Bills looking up feel right. I think Josh I, Allen is nicked a little bit, and the Patriots defense has got his number. I told you Saturday that the Patriots were going to lose two games in a row. They've already lost one. I'm going opposite of you, and I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. If I am the New England Patriots, I'll be honest, I'm going to employ the same game plan that I had last time. I'm going to run the ball down your throats. You're going to start playing me, in essence, cover zero. I have any pass that I want. If you're the Patriots, why wouldn't you do it again? It worked. As long as Buffalo is not throwing the ball up and down the field and putting points up on the board, why wouldn't you play the same type of game until they show you they can stop it? As long as your defense is stopping the Bills, this plan would work. But I don't know if that's the case. I'm going to take the Bills. I, they're the better team. I, I, they're the better team. They they don't play that way all the time, but I believe the Bills are a better team. So I'm taking the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. They're going to come through. They're not going to get swept by the Patriots. This is their division. Counterpoint, a big reason why Bill Belichick played that game plan was because of the weather and how windy yeah. it was. And it was mm-hmm. so windy that he went for two instead of kicking an extra point. With you know, for I propose of nothing besides the wind, right? If it's not going to be gale force wind in New England again, I may probably imagine it's going to be cold and, you know, maybe it'll be some snow on the ground or something of that nature, but it's not going to be those gale force winds that we saw the first time. Mac Jones will be able to throw the ball because he doesn't have the arm strength, right? That's the truth. That's the truth. Like he doesn't have the arm strength to throw the ball in that type of wind. And he'll be able to move the ball down the field through that cover zero, I feel like. He, he's, I think he, I, people don't give him any credit. He's all right. He's all right. If the Bills, don't feel threatened by this assault of just running the ball. They're not, you're not going to see cover zero. And, and that's why I believe you can put the bills in a predicament and force them to play certain coverages. If you come out and show, we're just going to run the ball like we did last time. It will be interesting to, to see how the Patriots come out and play this. Uh, but I, I just believe the bills, have better quarterback, better receivers. Running backs obviously would go to the Patriots, offensive line to the Patriots. But I just I just think overall, man, the Bills, they need this win. They, they can't afford to lose this game. They, they need it, and they're going to come through. They do need it, but that doesn't mean they're going to get it. Now, 
I do want to ask you this, TJ, before we get into our lemon pepper parlays, because we have four games this week that are obviously impacted by, four, I should say, four games in week 16, which are obviously impacted by the games of week 15, which aren't being played until Tuesday, right? By the time this comes out, there'll be no time to talk about the games that uh, have already happened today. But I do think it's worth looking at, provided that we don't have any major injuries or anything of that nature. How would a short week where you're playing on Tuesday, then you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now you're playing again on Sunday. How does that impact teams like the Rams, the, the football team, the Eagles, and the Seahawks? And how should we think about that going forward? You know, because we can get these look-ahead lines now. You can bet on these games all right now. The, the, the teams that are at a disadvantage are the, are the teams that actually are going to have to travel because you're going to have to fly out like the Rams. They have to go to Minnesota. So they'll fly out on Saturday. They'll play Tuesday. The preparation, normally, you get a day off. Monday is technically a day off, but it's not. You come in, you watch the film, you do a little light workout. Tuesday's your day off. They're not afforded that now. And so tomorrow, they will have to come in and start game planning for Minnesota. The coaches have already started planning for Minnesota. Sure. Tomorrow's, tomorrow will be a walkthrough practice. Thursday will be a walkthrough practice. Friday will be helmets only. I'm almost certain. And that's when they'll kind of run full speed. Saturday, they will travel. If I'm the coach, that's what I do. We just want to make sure mentally, it's late in the season. Physically, we're good. Mentally, do we know what we're doing? Do we know the game plan, how they're going to try to play us? And so Wednesday, Thursday should be a walkthrough. Friday, you go full speed and just helmets only. And, and Saturday, you travel, but you are at a disadvantage. But I will say this, you can make it up by having Wednesday and Thursday be walkthrough days instead of full practice days like they would normally be had you not played on a Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So that makes that so so we got because we got Rams at the Vikings right now. The Vikings are three point underdogs. So Rams traveling to the Vikings. We got the Giants at the Eagles. So the Eagles are at home, but the Eagles are ten point favorites. And also, when you say Giants at Eagles. That's such a short flight. That's 45 minutes. That's not a long flight. The Rams going to Minnesota, it affects them. That's a three-hour flight, three and a half hours. So, and same, so that, I was going to say, so Washington football team going to Dallas, that's not that's not an easy – I mean, it's not a terrible flight, but it's not a great one. No. The Cowboys being 10-point favorites. And then the Seahawks are going to be at home as seven-point mm -hmm. favorites against the Bears. Because right now – but based off what you just told me, and I think about those four games, it makes me feel like Vikings plus three versus the Rams might be a smart play to bet it, it to look ahead to that before this game. It should be because this is going to be a physical game that the Rams are going to play today. They're, they're going to play a physical game. And 
guys are going to get banged up. And will two days be enough? And But how McVay, if you're banged up, you're not going to practice at all. You're not going to practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And then they're just going to go from game to game, and it just feels like against that Minnesota offensive line and Dalvin Cook and the way that they run the ball and are so dedicated to running the ball, they're going to be thudding again. But what the Rams will do, or at least they should do, is this. They're aware that they're playing on Tuesday and they're going to turn around and play on Sunday. They're aware of that. And so you make sure your rotation is a lot different in this game than it has been in games past during the season. You guys that haven't played a bunch of snaps, they're probably going to get more snaps than they normally would because of the game that they're playing Sunday. You, you, ha- you have to do things differently. Well, and also, can. too, TJ, those guys have been getting more reps anyway because a lot of the starters have been unable to practice, right? So those guys have been getting reps in practice. So, you know, it may not be. Uh, that's what we saw last night. The the Chicago secondary was pretty much all guys. Dude, I, I, want somebody, I want somebody from the NFL to answer this. I've always wondered this. It makes absolutely zero sense. And I just have never been given an answer. And I want, to, I want somebody to answer this for me. If you have 53 damn players on the team, why don't every – why – only 45 are active for the life of me. I don't understand that shit. Explain to me how there's 53 players on a team and everybody's not suited up. That makes absolutely zero sense. That has to be the dumbest shit in the world. I I have no, I don't have the answer, like, Sway. Maybe oh, you're going to be inactive. And you, you know, it's funny. I was, this happened to me early in my career. Like you walk into the locker room, if you don't know you're going to be inactive, you kind of just look in everybody else's locker, right? And there's no jersey on the shoulder pads. And you start counting, you're like, oh, that's 11. So they're still deciding on three guys who's going to be active and who's going to be inactive. And then you start to see the jerseys getting put on the shoulder pads. You're like, ah, you up. Because sometimes you don't know until you actually walk in there and you see your shoulder pads without a jersey that you ain't playing today. Dude, 53 guys on the team. Let everybody suit up. Like, who the hell made no. this decision? Like, what dumb smart ass did this? Crazy. You know what, TJ? I'm doing this whole big research project on the NFL right now. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And I'll have an answer for you before Think the Super about that, Bowl. though. It's covid it's injuries. You would have thought, especially during a time of COVID, that active inactive list is over. All 53 guys. Swim. Well, they extended it last year, but this year that's that was the whole thing. This year they made no. the rules and such. No, they, they, like... no, no, they did not. They extended to where you can bring guys from the practice squad and elevate them to the active roster without releasing anyone. That's what they did. In years past, you bring a guy from the practice squad, you had to cut a guy, resign a guy, cut the guy, put him back on the practice squad. Let all 53 guys suit up. I never understood it. It makes no sense, but let me know when you figure that out. Whichever, uh, whoever tells you why it makes sense, you tell them you're smart, but you're dumb for trying to make yourself sound <laughs> like you're right. All right, man. So let's see. 
now that we've gotten TJ's weekly uh, beef with the NFL out of the way, do you have a lemon pepper parlay for me? Yeah, you know my your last one. Oh, 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 matter. I should do like you. All right, what happened to your last lemon pepper parlay? (laughs) Did it hit? I don't know. Hey, check this out. It's because I pick competitive games. I never pick non-competitive games. So I'm gonna go with another competitive game. I'm gonna go the Bengals and the Ravens. I'm taking the Bengals. When I when I go in, I go in. And I'm going the Bills over the Patriots because they need this game. Josh, they're not going to start throwing the ball late. They're going to start throwing it early because that's all they can do. Stop it, New England. Lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. The Buffalo Bills, as they will say, the Bills effing mafia in who they that's my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. All right, TJ, for my lemon pepper parlay of the week, I'm taking first the Minnesota Vikings plus three. You got the Rams playing two games in five days. Dalvin Cook is, is, is playing at a high level right now. I expect him to run through the Rams. And I'm taking, you know, Miami Dolphins have been the hottest team in the NFL over the last few weeks. Well, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints to cover the three on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a truly ugly game. Again, but you know what my specialty is? Ugly games, TJ. That Saints defense is real. That Saints offense is terrible. They're going to win this game six to nothing, but they're going to beat the Dolphins. It's my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. Let's see. Hey, I don't, hey Brian Flores is going to put a stop to that uh, Saints offense. You just got to do enough on the other side of the ball. I don't know about that. I'm not I'm not a believer in the Saints. I'm a believer with the Saints when they play the Bucs and the Bucs only. Look, I'll say this. You say Brian Flores is going to put a stop to that Saints offense. I challenge you. The Saints haven't started offense the last six games. What do you, you mean put a, great, a stop to the Saints offense? You you have a great point. I Alvin Kamara rushes like 10, 10 carries, Ooh. 15 yards, Taysom Hill, 20, 15 for 27 for a buck 111. Like, no, the Saints don't have no offense. Brian Flores, right. are they going to stop it? How? He could what have he 10 players it? out there. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> You're right. You, you run a cup. Like, if I'm the Bucks and I'm getting shut down like that, like, I'm going to a trick play. Like, let, let me see if this trick play going to work. Or let, let's just try to block 94 with two people instead of one. You know, Cam I don't Jordan. Know if, like, come on, block Cam Jordan it, uh... with two people. Like, what are you guys doing? Well, t- 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 I understand. It's things like that, that that drive me crazy. Oh, my God, TJ. Taysom Hill missed uh, on the third down. He missed the third down. It would have sealed the game at the rate it was going. Did you see this play? He's where not had, a quarterback. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not a quarterback either. I saw it. <laughs> Alba Kamara was running across at the, at, at the midfield logo, wide open, and he had the fullback on the wheel route. And he threw it to some tight end, Nick Bannett, up the seam. And it was just like, oh, my God, somebody save me from this madness. Somebody save me, please, from this madness. But I say this Saints defense is one of the most underrated and has been underrated all year because they have to defend short fields and it just because they have no offense whatsoever. I, Saints defense to me, I don't know what the numbers, I don't know what the metrics say, but it's a top five unit to me in the league. That's one thing we do agree on. They're stout. Like they are real. Like I don't care what the like. You know what I mean? If they're if they're if they're eleventh in rushing defense, that's fine. 
try to run the ball on them consistently throughout the game. You know, hey, it, like it's just, so, it's just they're serious. You, you remember that first game of the season? Who the Saints played? Green Bay Packers. Crushed them. Everybody was like, oh, my God, Green Bay sucks this year. Best team in the NFC. Crazy. <laughs> Crushed the Packers. And then, I mean, just everything went to shit. Coaches got COVID. Jameis tears his ACL. And then, well, I just, the only, the, the saving grace. After this season, we'll never have to have the conversation of Taysom Hill's a quarterback or not. This is shown he's not a quarterback. He is a good football player that can help your team, but not under center. Nah. Not under center. Well, TJ, he'll be under center on Sunday. I'll be watching while my eyes bleed. Uh, hopefully the rest of these games look more better, look better than that one. And hopefully this week I make a little bit more money. If you went with me, you would for sure make money. But uh, who knows now? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like your attitude. 